Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay. Then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hola a todos. Bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo. It's time for some real talk. Thank you. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show today. How you doing today? How is everyone? I'm sure you're blessed and highly favored. Hello again. I'd like to say a special shout out to my international listeners. Hello, all international listeners. Hello, and I thank you for tuning in to my show. You all and other nations and stuff like that, you can be doing other things and listening to other uh, podcasts, which you probably do. But I just thank you for taking the time and listening to my show. Thank you to all my international listeners and, of course, my U.S. of A listeners in here in the United States. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for downloading my show. For one, for you guys, you know. I don't know if I would have been, I would have kept going, you know, because without uh, listeners, it's hard to just push and go ahead, you know, and talk about the things that I have been talking about, you know. But I doubt if I would have stopped. I would have found some other avenue to get get the message out and uh, and get get awareness out and world events in, in a biblical perspective anyway. But that just gives me more of an incentive when I know someone is listening to the show and hopefully someone is taking heed and people are getting touched and learning something from this show, you know, let alone getting saved. And that's the main goal. I, I often talk about my main goal for Body of Christ Real Talk is for people to get to know Jesus and to be saved. That's my number one goal. Number one goal is people to be saved. Get to know Jesus. Be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. That's my number one goal for doing this show, Body of Christ, Real Talk. And I do it in a worldly, biblical perspective type of way. With updates on world events and everything and what's happening around the world, what's happening locally, uh, whether it's your area or not, you know, I try to get as much information out there uh, that I can. So I like to consider myself an informationist, you know, and uh, that uh, try to bring awareness to the ones 
that's uh, out there that maybe never even heard of the stuff that I'm talking about, you know, that's going on around you and everything. And I will continue to do that as long as I'm on this earth. So, you know, I'm not going anywhere too too soon. (laughs) Okay. What I want to talk about uh, today I was having a conversation that my fiance don't know I'm, t- I'm going to talk about this, but usually when I send her, you know, the show and everything like that, or when I talk to her, I usually let her know, you know, because usually when we talk, I use sometimes people's ideas and stuff like that to talk about certain things. So I got a few things I really want to uh, talk about, you know, both of these topics have something to do with some, you know, family members of mine, my fiance. Christina and um, <clears throat> the one that opens up the uh, the show behind it, a peewee, the baby laugh. You know, she does it in English and Spanish. That's my fiance, Christina. I call her my Nemo Foo. And it's a, it's a story behind that name. But it was some, you know, we was having a very good conversation. We always get into a very good conversation about different things around the world, you know. And this, that was very interesting. So I want to talk about that and uh, also my my sister, you know, she texts me uh, a, a YouTube video that's very sad. It's very sad, you know, for the children, our babies, our children, everything. But also, you know, it's sad that a lot of people think this way. But this is they these two topics that I'm going to talk about. They really almost go hand in hand because both of them is based on uh, the way people see the word of God, the way people see Christianity and the way people see the Bible. So it's based on that, especially today and especially the last few years. I'm going to touch bases on those two topics, which kind of coincide with each other that I had with my fiance. And also the text that my sister uh, sent me, this YouTube video and everything like that. So now what I want to start off with is the video my sister, uh, Debbie, sent me the other night, the other day. And that's what that's we, we do that. We send each other videos, you know, we uh what's going on around the world. We update each other on a lot of things. Me and my sister, Debbie and my brother. We update each other on a lot of things, you know. Sometimes we send each other little funny videos and stuff like that cuz we, we goofy like that. We send silly funny videos and stuff like that to each other, you know. We just shoot out a little, little text with each other, you know, chain text whatever you want to call it. Then you know, et cetera, and stuff like that. And uh, the last video she sent me, the YouTube video she sent me and everything, this video was showing several uh, people talking about uh, the subject of either they used to be a Christian or how how they see Christianity and what is Christianity to them. Now, you remember I was just doing a little short series on that, you know, about uh, self-made Christians, self-made Christianity, you know, and then I talked about the looseness of being a Christian, how people use the name Christian very loosely. I was just talking about that topic. And it's amazing the things I get to talking about. It's a lot of stuff being confirmed and coming my way, and I'm hearing it and I'm seeing it. 
it's amazing, you know, even some of the topics I've talked about and gave an opinion on, you know, in different topics. I've noticed a lot of people are saying the same thing. And that's that's it's, that's very interesting, you know. But anyway, my sister Debbie sent me this YouTube. Not, and usually what I do, I like to I like to let you hear people uh for yourself. I don't like to use a lot of people as straw men. So uh, when they can't defend themselves, or I, can, I don't want to misquote anybody. So I don't I don't have it lined up, set up now and everything like that because this is one of, another, one of my end post shows. So I didn't set up anything. I didn't set up no videos. So I apologize for that. This is like an end post show. What I mean by that, I just got, got up picked up my phone and just said, I want to talk about these two things, these few things, you know, you know, because when it hits me right there in my heart, I want to talk about it. So this is like an impulse show. So I don't have the video set up and everything for that. But anyway, Whoopi Goldberg was one of them. And it was two. Yeah, I think one of them, one of them was a young lady. I don't know what the other one was. She looked more like the, a transgender. He looked a little more like a transgender. I don't know. Could have been a female. I don't, I just don't know. And but anyway, uh, it looked, the person looked more transgenderist. Where it was three conversations they was having, and it and it leaned more towards, you know, being a Christian or how Jesus looked at things, according to them, how they think Jesus looked at things. And, you know, they had their conversations, you know, you know, Whoopi always ranting and stuff like that, you know, and try to sound so confident. And, and some people try to sound confident so they can try to make themselves believe, <laughs> even believe what they're saying. That's what it seems like to me. You know, a person, they, they throw their hands up and make those snarling phrases, nose get to spread, and they talk about, they try to talk with confidence, but sometimes they look fake, look like they're trying to convince themselves, especially when they don't let you get a word in. They're trying to convince themselves over the nonsense they they are talking about. And then you have to say was they really believe what they're saying. They really believe. But the point was all three of these, uh, uh, all three of these people that was talking was expressing how they feel about what Jesus think about certain things. It's almost like, you know, they uh, today people try to find a way to justify their lifestyle by cherry picking a certain verse out of the Bible to justify their lifestyle, no matter what they're doing. And a lot of woke, you know, you heard of the woke movement and the cancer culture and the woke movement that's going on. And you have quite a bit of people when it comes to Christianity. Remember when I said... If I walk around and uh, and I ask people, "Are you a Christian, or what do you feel about Christian Christianity?" A lot of the, uh, a remnant of them will say, "Yeah, I'm a Christian," but when I ask them why you think you're a Christian, they come with all kind of uh, answers why they think they're Christian. And the reason I'm talking about this because it's it's bothersome and it's sad. And I'm going to tell you, what, why, why do I say that? But anyway, they was talking about Christianity. One lady was talking about she used to be a Christian. Remember I was talking about that when people said they used to be the Christian? I mean, they, that tells me they never were. Because you cannot used to be a Christian. 
you know, as a believer in the body of Christ, I'm talking about, there's no such thing as a person used to be a Christian. They may used to believe what the church taught about Christianity. And basically, that's what the majority of them be saying when they say they used to be a Christian. They believe being a Christian is based on works and stuff like that. So a lot of them get disappointed. They they base Christianity on works or they base Christianity on the uh, that, that love movement. Jesus is love. Jesus will never do this. And they'll uh, quote certain scriptures out of the Bible. And the majority of the scriptures today they quote is usually some type of uh, English translation or whatever like that or sounds so watered down compared to the... Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay, then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today. Looking for something different this Thanksgiving? Take your family to the National Army Museum in Alexandria, Virginia. Just minutes from I-95 with free admission and parking. This is the perfect holiday outing for families of every size. You'll love the flight and tank simulators, 300-degree theater, and interactive training center. And you'll come face-to-face with rare and never-before-seen artifacts from Army history. It's all at the National Army Museum, with shopping and dining, too. Open on Thanksgiving Day and all weekend long. Plan your visit at usarmymuseum.org. King James version or version of certain verses they quote out. Well, anyway, you know, one young lady was saying how she, I wish I had the video so you guys are here because I hate misquoting people. One young lady was uh, saying how she used to be a Christian and then she was quote a certain scripture and everything. They don't even quote them right, but uh, you know, uh, I'm going to talk about that, too. Very funny. Me and my fiance was having a lot of laughter with that, you know. And she was talking about how she used to be a Christian and, and stuff like that. And the other one was saying another thing. Jesus, look at things like this and whatever. In other words, they were actually, to me, what I'm getting out of this, they was actually almost saying, you know, their definition of how Jesus will accept their lifestyle or the things that they do. Now, a lot of things that they are doing is immoral. I don't know exactly what they was doing, but it was, it's, it's, I didn't see the whole video. I like to look at whole videos, not little clips. That's, cause I don't, I don't know, you don't get the whole thing out of clips when it's so edited so much. But the point that I get out of there was their definition of being a Christian or Christendom and how they believe that the Bible would do or look at certain things, you know. So, you know, like cherry picking, they use a verse to justify their lifestyle, immoral lifestyle, whatever lifestyle it is, immoral lifestyle. And I don't know what Whoopi Goldberg was ranting about and everything like that. It had to do with something because uh, it sounded like to me, uh, she has an issue with parents making a choice for their children and not their children. That's what it sounds like to me. And why I have no idea why would she have an issue for, with that. But at the same time, that's how uh, these far left and woke people are. They usually don't make sense because why would you have an issue with you making a decision for your child? 
and other things. She seemed like she was what I'm hearing. Maybe I, that's why I need to look at the whole video. But it sounded like to me she was trying to come to the point that as a parent, you're going to tell me as a parent, I don't have the whatever wisdom to know which way my child want to go or whatever like that. Something like that she was ranting about. But it, it, I don't know if she was trying to justify it or she was going against it. So I don't know what was going on on that one when it came to Whoopi. I'm just being honest. But the other two was quoting scriptures and everything like that, you know, about Christianity and, and stuff like that. But I, when I looked at that a little bit, and like I said, I don't know what the fullness of what those videos about, but how they how they was looking and their character they looked at like uh they was uh more into the woke movement you know because it's a certain uh uh way that this transgenderism belief and this woke movement it's a certain way they dress and they do their hair and they you know some of them don't even look real no more they almost look like mannequins but it's it's scary and it's sad. They almost look like mannequins and everything like that. But it's just a lot of baloney that they be throwing out there when it comes to Christianity. And wow, and I just looked at that. Well, what I want to say is I felt angry, somewhat angry, but I felt more sad, you know, at the same time because a lot of these people are going to hell if they don't repent, change their mind, and get their lives together and get saved and become a real Christian. A lot of them is going to hell. And a lot of them, and some of them don't believe that God will let them go to hell. And because I believe because it's a lot of their churchism teaching or some of them might belong to gay gay churches or universal churches that believe that everybody's going to heaven. You know, see, that's, I believe a lot of them, not these particular ones, but a lot of people that throw Christianity or being a Christian around like that get a lot of their belief from the church or the Christendom they was around because you have so many so-called churches as in buildings, as in groups, you know, they call themselves for churches and they are usually not lined up with the word of God. I, that's that's what that's why I call them self-made Christians. And I use that term when I text it back to my sister. I, they believe in Christianity. And I got this term from Trey Searcy, one of my mentors. He called it. It's not Christianity. It's called Twistianity. They mean they twist the scriptures around for their own good to justify their immoral lifestyle. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? So it's like somewhat twisty anity. So it's a lot of twist anity. You know, I like that Trey Cersei. I'm going to use that a lot. He's okay with him, I believe. It's a lot of twisty anity going on in so-called Christendom right now. And the issue with that, and I know I keep going back on this Christian, and that's going I'm, that's going to kind of connect about what me and my fiance was talking about earlier today, you know, the 13th of June earlier today, or whatever day it is in your nation, the state, or your country. But here in 
U.S. event in Chicago, Illinois, it's the 13th. Well, you know, it's the 14th now, you know, since I'm doing, you know, why I'm doing this show. But anyway, this just shows or confirm what I was doing and uh, talking about in the last few podcasts about the looseness and the term Christian or Christianity. When you have people that cherry picks the word of God. Now, really, I don't really have to uh, cherry pick the word of God anymore because there are so many different translations and so-called Bibles out there now that would justify their lifestyle. You, you understand what I'm saying? You know, there are so many translations now that water down the Bible. And anytime the Bible is watered down, it's not the word of God. Let me say that again. I know your attendance going up. Anytime the word of God has been proven and shown, watered down, it's been things tucking out and been things added. It's not the full word of God. You take a what the Bible says, you take a little bit of truth out of the Bible it ceases to become the word of God. Do I need to say that again? When you take a little bit out of the Bible and you might be trying, you might be doing it sincerely because of your definition of Greek and Latin and stuff like that, which I always have an issue with, the, uh, especially today. And when you start taking out and start uh, getting it, get confused and start taking things out because you read the Apocrypha or you read the book of Thomas and all this stuff, or you got into these other books and stuff like that, or these Dead Sea Scrolls or whatever like that, then you put the King James to the side because you think the King James are uh, era, so you just start the uh, the Bibles that you got start taking things out, and they start putting things out because this new Greek said this, and the Latin really mean this, and everything. When you start messing around with the uh, the Bible, the Word of God. See, let's stick to the Word of God, not the translations, not not even the King James, but just let's stick to the Word of God. When you start taking the Word of God, and you start twisting it. That's where Christianity come in. You start twisting it, taking it, and adding, adding to it. It ceases to be. It ceases to be the word of God because you can't take nothing from the word of God, not even a little bit. See, you cannot take take out the things of the word of God when uh, you start printing and your different type of uh, translations because you refuse or you're not happy, or you just disagree of what the King James is saying. Because this is what it boils down to. People don't want to do, uh, agree, they don't agree with the King James Bible is saying. A lot of you are going to get angry when I get through with this message. That don't read the King James or whatever like that. So this is not a, a, a definition breakdown. The King James gets other translations. I'm going to do something on that later on down the line. I'm going to come to a conclusion why I believe the King James Bible is the inherent, inerrant word of God, but I'm not going to do that now. Okay. But when you start uh, just xing out the King James because you mixed up with all these different so-called uh, lost books of the Bible. Uh, like I said, the Book of Thomas, the lost Book of Enoch, 
and then you start don't going into the apocrypha. What that, what you are doing without even knowing it. See, it's almost like you saying God's word is not finished. That's basically what this leads to when you start adding and taking away and then you start breaking down certain things that, you know, certain other, um, the lost books of Enoch or the lost books of uh, Jared or the other things, the, uh, the, you know, the Apocrypha and everything like that. Now, what I'm not doing, I never read none of those and I don't have a desire to read those. I'm not saying there's not nothing in it. But me, this is me. I don't feel I need to add none of that to the word of God. You know why? Because if God wanted it there, he would have put it in it as the inerrant word of God. You you, you understand what I'm saying? I'm, I believe when he he put the word of God together, when it was finished with the Apostle Paul even fulfilled, and the word of God became whole. And then it started with the Geneva Bible, the original, you know, translation from the King James, the original 1611 version, which is no original today. They only have copies. Nobody has the original version of the King James. If they do their line, nobody has that. It does not even exist no more. They just have copies. And the King James we use today, I think, came out about, what, 1776? That's what the majority of the people use with the King James. They're not, they're not reading out the 1611. They're reading out the, uh, the more inherent. Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay, then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today. Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for people who want to know more. And now check out Curiosity's new series, Queens of Ancient Egypt. When pharaohs held the throne, their wives held the power. We see her taking precedence over the pharaoh, an absolute mastermind. All hail the queens. This is unprecedented. Watch Queens of Ancient Egypt now on Curiosity Stream. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. The more, uh, uh, be, uh, more of a better translation. Now, what I mean by a better translation, tra better translation has a better understanding from the 1611, you know, version. Geneva, 1611, and the King James Bible. So most of the King James readers or the Bibles is basically, I think, what, 1776 or 69, something like that. So nobody has the original copy of the 1611 King James Bible. Nobody, the original Bible, I mean, original uh, translation, you know, of that. So let me go back. Because all the work that these men, God led these men. I believe God did lead these men to, you know, uh, finish out the translations with these scholars from Greek and Latin. They had several scholars. They had a group of scholars, not a few, like these other uh, translations that's going for, uh, what, uh, 
thought for thought, you know, and stuff like that of what they think is really going on. These guys was inspired. And they translated it very carefully. See? And the old English, the Latin and the Greek and stuff like that. Now, this is the knowledge that I have of uh, about this. The Latin and the Greek, they was very careful. So they had different groups of uh, experts when it come to Greek, and they all sat together, and they looked at the different things, and they came up to the conclusion and everything like that, you know, start that they believe, uh, you know, you have two ways they looked at it, and they, I forget what that was, but they came to the conclusion and everything like that. Then the Bible was printed and accepted, you know, through the King James and stuff like that, you know, far as that. They went through all that just to get that Bible through there. Than the inerrant word of God through the translations from the canon and the other scrolls and stuff like that to put it in a, a language that many men and women can understand and translate it. So I don't think God would allow them to do all that just to have it corrupted with other things with people taking it out and saying well this is the book of that. If that was a book of Enoch, that was important. Now let me let me let me tell you what I'm talking about. If the book of Enoch was the word of God, it was a part of the holy scriptures. It would have been in the Bible. It would have been in His Word, translated through the King James Bible. See, God don't make mistakes. See. And these books of the Maccabees, the lost book of Maccabees, if this was considered the word of God, God would have added it in his Bible, in his word. You, you understand what I'm saying? So I have an issue with lost books. I don't even want to read the lost book because that, you know, if it's a story, yes, I read it as a story. But when you, I would never call it the word of God. They're not the word of God. I'm not saying those people knew those characters or whatever like that, but it was not meant to be in the Bible. If it wasn't meant to be in the Holy Scriptures, there's no relevance for it for me or it should be for any believer. Okay, you you understand what I'm saying? And, you know, the Apocrypha and different things like that, you know, they are separated and many people think, you know, the, the Apocrypha and they, they go all kind of ways, man. And what they do, that brings a lot of confusion. I don't like to be confused. I get confused easily. And I don't like to be confused over something that I shouldn't be being confused about if I just stick to this Bible of the King James Version, which was led by the Spirit for it to be in circulation today. Okay? So when people quote scriptures and different things like that uh, and call themselves Christians and they use certain verses and stuff like that, you know, you have to go all the way back uh, even before Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King, but Martin Luther, the monk, 
uh, I think the Roman monk Martin Luther, and you go back through the Inquisitions and stuff like that. How it was so much persecution, and the Catholics was in charge of the, the Bibles, and they made a certain text or whatever like that, and then they corrupted and everything like that. The King James Bible was almost like a relic. I mean, I mean, it was hard. You know, to get your hands on a book and stuff like this. So John Wesley and a lot of them fought to get that translation so people can understand that reading of the word of God. The, no other Bible went through the scrutiny and the challenge more than the King James Bible. You understand what I'm saying? The King James Bible, I'm not saying this literally, was a persecuted Bible. Only Bible that was persecuted like that. No other Bible. The King James Bible was. The NIV, all those things came hundreds and hundreds of years later. NIV and stuff never got persecuted. If they did, they got They got put down by a King James believer Bible reading, but I'm just saying persecuted. Many people tried to stop, Satan tried to stop their circulation from going through the King James Bible. I have no doubt about that. Okay. All right. Now, let me go to what me and my fiance was talking about. Uh, this is so precious. We was talking the other day. She, uh, she, she's got a Bible. Now she had a Bible. Uh, she's got a Bible. And she wants to get more into Bible study, but she says she cannot understand her Bible. And I never understood what she was saying that. And I used to always often tell her, baby, I, you know, I, I, baby, I tell you, I teach you what's going on with the Bible. I'll let you know and everything like that. But I didn't catch on what she was saying until she explained it to me, what she meant because I misunderstood what she was saying, that she didn't understand the Bible. And I'm saying all this because a lot of you probably can relate. It's a lot of importance of what I'm saying. A lot of you probably can relate, no matter where you live in or what country you are. But anyway, the translation, does he, I asked her, what's, your tra what's the translation? She said it's in Spanish, in her language, because she's from Colombia. She's, uh, yeah, she's from Colombia, Cali, Colombia. And it, it's, it's in Spanish. And she was saying she could not understand it. And I and I was looking at it in the way, okay, this is a Spanish translation. But after she explained it to me, she was saying um, one day she was trying to uh, read Psalms 23. Mostly everybody, even unsaved, can quote Psalms 23, whether you're saved or not. There's many people know the all the way through. Sometimes I still forget it. That's a shame. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not warn him, making me to lie down in green pastures, etc., etc., like that. Many people know or heard and can quote their Psalms, right? But listen to this. The many people that quote their Psalms, they quote it from what? What translation? The King James Bible. The people that quote that psalm, especially back in the past, they quoted the they quoted the, the translation of the King James Bible, the old English. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The poetry and the form of the King James translation. More most people know that translation. Okay, so she, when she said she was reading it, she could not understand it. I'm still trying to uh, follow and catch on what she was saying. But finally, she, I, she explained it to us. Oh, boo, I am sorry. I know what you're saying, because 
the Spanish Bible that her aunt, she grew up with the Spanish somewhat King James Spanish Bible. I wouldn't have no idea what that looked like in Spanish. But I had to put two and two together. Oh, I'm not even thinking. See, I'm thinking English. And I'm thinking English. She grew up. They didn't have an English Bible. They had somewhat of a, a Spanish translation as close as the King James as it can be. And that Spanish translation even said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want blah, 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 and everything like that. It sounds as much as the King James translation. But the Bible that she has, had it's a somewhat of a different version in Spanish. Not Spanish itself, but translation. Okay, let me tell you what I mean. Cause I, I, I said, oh, okay. I had, I, I said, boy, I know what you're talking about. It's just like if you grew up in the King James with the King James Bible, and that's the only Bible you remember growing up. Okay, when a later a different translation comes, I don't care what other translation it is, the NIV, the American Standard, the Living Bible, the NASB, or whatever, the Message, whatever, whatever translation it is, if you are not used to that, when you look at it and you try to read Psalms 23, you're not going to understand it because its wording is different. Now, it might have the same meaning, but the wording is different. You're used to the the uh, the, uh, the harmony and the poetry of the King James. You understand what I'm saying? So the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It's not going to be saying that they're not going to be saying it that way in other translations. They might say the Lord is my uh, my passion, the Lord's whatever like that. I, I wish I had my living Bible close around me. Uh, let me hold on one second. Let me try uh, to find it. Now, let me see here. Uh, might take me a little time, but I'm trying to open up a situation right here. Where, let me see, could I can? If I can't, I'm just not multitasking a person. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, where is it? Okay, where is it? Let me find the Living Bible. Here we go. And then this is the uh, this is the New Living Bible. Now I, I read the New Living Bible sometimes for uh, plain clarity when I want somebody to understand it, and and don't they just get tongue tied like myself sometimes when it comes to the old English translation from uh, you know the King James Bible so if I hit this let me go to uh, it. Psalms Book. selling your car to Carvana is as easy as as easy as pie sure all you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN as easy as a stroll in the park Okay, then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Go Psalms. And let's go to Psalms 23. Okay. This is the Living Bible translation of uh, Psalms 23, the famous, the Lord is my shepherd. It says, a Psalm of David, the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. Now, is anything wrong with that? No, but check this out. He has, he lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Verse 4, even when I walk through the dark valley of death, I will not be afraid, for you are close behind me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Verse 5, you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You welcome me as a guest, anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Final verse, surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Now, that's the living Bible. If you are a King James Bible reader or you grew up on the King James Bible and I read that to you, a lot of you, it will sound foreign to you. Why? Because you only heard the Lord's uh, the, the, the Lord is my shepherd prayer, the psalm from King David, from David in the King James Version when you was growing up. Now I'm talking about the baby boomers, the Generation X, and people growing up. The majority of the people know the uh, the uh, the Lord is my shepherd mainly in the King James Version or the King James lingo. That's just a fact. So when you hear it in another translation, uh, this one is the Living Bible, it sounds foreign. It just seems like it's missing something. At least that's the way I get it. It seems like it's missing something. It don't have that poetry or that form that many people that don't even read the King James Bible, but they like the King James Bible form when it comes to the Lord of my shepherd. Even when it comes to John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish shall have everlasting life. That's the King James Version. But if you read it out of another translation, it doesn't have the same kick and the same flavor. Why? Because you was you grew up only hearing the King James way of saying it. You understand what I'm saying? When it comes to another translation, it doesn't have that same flavor and power. You know, now, if it was, if you grew up on that translation, that's different. If you grew up with a certain different type of Bible translation in your house and that's all you ever heard, that's different, see? And then the King James Bible will sound very foreign to you. The King James Bible will sound weird to you because you grew up on the NIV. You grew up on the NSAB. You grew up on the, uh, the American Standard or the English Standard. And you never gave, uh, you never had the chance or your family never gave you a chance to read uh, the King James verse. So this is the only version that you know. Okay. So that's what was going on with my boo. I call it Christine and my boo. 
that's what she meant. I thought she just was talking about she just couldn't understand the Bible. Yeah, that's part of it too, but she was talking about she couldn't understand Psalms because it, it wasn't in the King James poem language in Spanish. I said, oh, then I called on. And that was that's what happened with a lot of people today. Let's talk about uh, growing up in the the baby boomers going into the generation this now I'm I grew I, I was born late baby boomers in 1964 the end of the baby boomers going into generation X through my time even before then but I'm just talking about through my time everybody most of everybody had the King James Bible they didn't have no other translation I'm not saying there was no other translation but, but in the 60s Mostly hospitals, uh, hotels, motels, households, uh, they wouldn't even save. Mostly people wouldn't even save. But if you go in somebody's house or hotel, what they have in their house, they had the King James Bible. Whether it was a Gideon Bible, remember the Gideon Bible that only had the so-called New Testament? King James. You go to the hotels and motels, what type of translation was it? King James. You, you follow what I'm saying? So people grew up, especially in America, and I know in other countries as well, because there was the Bible being translated and circulating around the world then, all the way back, you know, through the 1500s and all, you know, well, well, the King James didn't come about, what, uh, 1611. So just say, you know, after the 1500s, this was the Bible that was circulating the King James Version. Most churches had the King James Version translation all the way up to my time and whatever like that. Most houses had the King James Bible. They would not touch another translation because there wasn't many other translations. You know, there was no other translations that they really knew about. Majority of the people just had King James Bibles in their house. So what was happening with my uh, with Christina? She grew up uh, with the Spanish King James translation that her aunt used to read to her, and that's the only uh, translation she knew growing up was the King James version style translation in Spanish, wording wise. You understand what I'm saying? So when you only used to seeing one translation growing up, which was the King James then, and you you read a Bible that's another version, it's, it's foreign. You don't understand it. Why? Because the wording is different. The way you used to that style and that format of the King James Bible. Majority of us grew up on the and reading the King James Bible, even though we didn't understand it, even though we got confused with this and a thousand and winds, that was the Bible we grew up. It was a certain power about the King James Version Bible. It wasn't the book itself. It was the wording coming out that book. Listen to me close to what I'm saying, because this is very important. Even though we didn't understand the King James Version Bible then that well or at all, it was very confusing to us. It was something about the King James Bible that had some type of authority. The wording had a certain authority. I, a, a lot of you probably can uh, comprehend what I'm talking about. It had a certain authority. 
That's why even people that misuse the King James Bible, they done, they misuse it because they knew it was some type of authority in it and they believe what it said, but they, they didn't know how to rightly divide it and they misused it. It came to a spiritual abuse using the King James Bible because they really believe what the King James Bible was saying because it had a certain authority to it. You understand? Even when it was used wrong, they believe it meant it had a certain authority. They believed it was the inerrant word of God because that was the Bible that was circulating. There was no other translations. Then the NIV and all that stuff came later, but there was no other circulating Bible but the King James Bible. You understand what I'm saying? See, today, the majority of the millenniums and young people don't know nothing about the King James Bible. Someone probably never even heard of the King James Bible. They only know the modern translations. So they get a lot of their teachings or their, a lot of what they read out of a modern translation. If you go to colleges or high schools or something like that, I have no doubt maybe all of them have a modern or some type of different translation, mainly the NIV, if they are believers. If they are a Christian believer, a lot of them have that that wicked NIV, and I do call it wicked, the international version of NIV. But if you go to a college and a lot of churches, and I'm just, even your church, unless it's somewhat of a Pentecostal, an old school Pentecostal or old school Baptist any other denominations you go to is going to have different translations of Bible. It might got the NIV, it might got the International Version, it might got the NSAB, it might got the New Living Bible or the Old Living Bible. But it, the King James, you will find very few people in these churches with the King James Bible today. See, today, you have to say to yourself, why like it was back then, why so much why is so much of an, an attack on the King James Bible? Okay, this is also what uh my fiance told me. Uh, she was saying in her country, Colombia, you can find a King James Bible in her country, Colombia. But in Spain, what she said now, in Spain, you cannot find no Bible. I mean, I did not know that. You cannot find no Bible at all in Spain. And I thought she was just saying, oh, you're talking about the King James Bible? She said, no, no Bible. There's no Bible. No bookstores or stores, they do not sell Bibles. Bibles are outlawed in Madrid. I don't, I'm not talking about the, all Europe or the, all of Spain, but I, I'm just saying in Madrid, as far as I know, she said there's no circulations of Bible. It's almost like you have to try to sneak and find the Bible because the stores are very hard. They do not uh, sell the Bible. I'm going to take a pause and I'm going to tell you why. Okay, I'm back. Now, 
when she said that, I said, wow, what's going on? I said, they really against the word of God. And she said, yeah. And I said, they don't sell no uh, Bible boo. She said, they don't sell no Bible. They don't sell Bibles, period. I thought she was just talking about the King James Version because she's got a Bible. She's got a Bible coming and she's like a a, 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 a baby with a sucker with that Bible. She is so happy. And I, I was so touched by her because she, I never seen somebody excited to get their own Bible, especially. Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay. Then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The King James, she was so excited, but I'm going to get back to that. But they don't sell Bibles in Spain. And then, then she explained it to me. She was saying they somewhat against the Bible. And I, I didn't even put two to two together. I should have knew this, but I, that tells you I was I wasn't even putting two to two together. I was stuck on not stupid, but just in one way of looking at something. Uh, why they persecute the Bible so much in Spain? And she said they are against the Bible because. The hurt and the pain they went through with the Roman Catholic Church. And bing, the bell rung in my head, went off in my head. I said, oh, I didn't think about that. Now, a lot of you probably saying, Joe, we don't know what you're talking about. What happened with the Roman Catholic Church? You ever heard of the Inquisition? The Inquisition. The Inquisition was a certain group of Jesuits. Uh, uh, certain uh, uh, members of the Catholic Church back in the what, what, uh, back in the early um, um, hundreds, then, you know, the 1560s and hundreds and stuff like that. It was called the Spanish Inquisition. Very important. If you are a believer, please look that up. This is, wow, this is very powerful. A lot of you probably even heard heard of this, but it was called the Spanish Inquisition. I had a, I got a few, had a few documentaries. I looked at all the documentaries, man. It, it's very educational wise. It was very evil. But the, this is how evil the Roman Catholic Church was and probably still is. It's called. It was called the Spanish Inquisition, and. The, they they have uh, certain people that's called inquisitors, which was the Inquisition people, inquisitors. What they was, they was hired by the Pope. You know, they had different type of popes, even popes called the black pope. Not black in ethnicity and color, but they used to wear all black in clothing and uh, array. And this uh, these inquisitors, I'm explaining to you the best way I can. What was the inquisitors' jobs? for these popes and these judgments was to try to find anyone that had a Bible and was learning God's word without 
letting them know or going through the Catholic Church because back then, the only way you can learn the Bible, it was through the Catholic Church. They had their own way, their own Bible and their own translation. So no one was allowed to read the Bible back then unless you had, the way to understand the Bible, you had to be taught by, by the Catholic Church approved by the Pope. You, you understand what I'm saying? You had to read their literature. They cut down a lot of uh, printing uh, machines and everything that uh, printed the Bibles and books and stuff like that. There was a strong persecution on anybody, on the monks and the different people and stuff like that. Got persecuted if they was found reading the Bible themselves because the, in order, according to the, uh, the, uh, the Catholic Church, they was the fathers. They was the holy ones. They was ordained by God. They can only they they was the only one that can interpret God's word according to them. They was the only one that was able to interpret God's word. Anybody else? No, they didn't want nobody else to understand the Bible because if they knew somebody else read it and understood the Bible, they will find the truth that about grace about the freeness of Paul's teaching, about, you know, they're saved by grace, not by works and stuff like that. That's how Martin Luther found out. Remember Martin Luther found out when he read Romans? He found out we said they were saved by grace, not by works. See, he got persecuted for that. So they didn't want the, uh, no one else reading the Bible because they know the Lord would have opened up doors for them to understand what was going on. And the way of salvation then was through the teachings of the Apostle Paul, saved by grace, not the kingdom program. They didn't have no issue with that. They wanted them to stay in bondage. So they added the kingdom program with traditions in the Catholic Church, a lot of man-made traditions. And, the, and so they brought conditions in the Catholic Church. They didn't want nobody to understand the Bible themselves. See, the way of salvation was only one way to be saved back then through the teachings of the Apostle Paul. That was the gospel of salvation. It vanished. It stopped vanishing out there. Man, this is very important to understand, so listen to me. A lot of you probably don't know nothing about this. Study the Inquisition. Well, anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. What happens? A lot of people got persecuted. They got they got slaughtered. They got they got tortured. They got burnt in acid. They got put on fire. Remember Joan of Arc and all of them. All those are true stories. Joan of Arc and everything like that. She had a message. They didn't like that. You know, they killed Joan of Joan of Arc. Now, was Joan of Arc a Christian? I don't know. But anyway, she believed what she the visions that she seen. She believed God was really moving in her and everything like that, and that she had a message. You can tell England that, whatever back then. But besides that, the Inquisition team, the Inquisition team was the persecutors. They was in charge of hunting these people down and taking them to court. They was the court, they was the judge, they was God, they was everything. And they would torture these people purposely, whether they're guilty or not. People got tortured, many people got killed. The, I think the Catholic Church apologized in 19 when Pope John, uh, I forgot what a number it is, there's so many numbers. Pope. Anyway, uh, the Catholic Church made a public, a public apology, I think in 1995, I believe. They made a public apology for the first time after hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years 
They kept their stuff in the vaults. Their vaults was exposed. They had to open up the vaults. Uh, the, uh, all the evil that the Catholic Church done, and they apologized. This Pope made the, this Pope apologized to the persecution and admitted what they done in the Spanish Inquisition. But it wasn't only in Spain. It was different type of inquisitions. But Spain put their trust in the Catholic Church, and the Catholic Church slaughtered them and abused them and enslaved them. That's why Spain and Madrid don't want the Bible. They turned their back on God because of the Spanish Inquisition of the popes. See, because of that Inquisition, according, and my and my boo said, yeah, that's it, that's it. I said, wow, because I, I know about that history. And then I didn't put that together, why they didn't want no Bibles in Madrid, Spain. Because Spain was in bondage. Uh, see, the, the Catholic Church and the Pope was their gods. And the part of it is their fault. They put allegiance in the Popes. They trusted the Popes. The Popes were their gods. And there was a lot of mean, evil Popes. Even the Black Popes is known as some of the most evilest Popes. They was called the Black Popes. Look up Black Popes. You know, P.O.P.S. Black popes, they wore black. They, not the ethnicity color. I keep saying that because people get stuck on color, you know, stuck on stupid. I'm talking about their clothing was black. All right. They was called the black popes. You know, and the Catholic Church has a very, very dark history uh, on, about the Inquisitions. Look up the Inquisitions, not only the Spanish Inquisitions, but the Inquisitions period. I'm going to do a little little documentary on that and a little teaching on that laying on down the line, Lord's willing, you know, on Body of Christ Real Talk. So many people don't know about the, the Spanish Inquisitions or the Inquisitions, how the, the wickedness of the Catholic Church left a stain on a lot of countries because their power and they just submitted themselves and everything like that. Now, who was the puppet master? Satan. Satan is always the puppet master. He's always the man, just like today. It's Satan. See, you know, so I put those, you put those, I said, oh, I can see now. Oh, wow. I can see now. I can see why they don't want no Bibles. They outlawed the Bibles in Madrid, Spain, because they are still hurt of what the Catholic, see, they're angry. They were so angry and they're mad at the Catholic Church. And they, 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 they uh, worshiped the popes like they was God that they turned their back on God because they believed this is what God was teaching, the, telling the popes to teach them. So they turned, they, a lot of them turned their back on God because of what the Catholic Church has done. Okay, put it back to now and different people's heads why a lot of people don't follow the church today and they're hurt by denominationalism and they're hurt by traditions and they think God is that way. So they don't want to be bothered with no church. It's the same today. Satan doesn't change his devices. He just used different uh, cities and states and countries and stuff like that. It's the same device why people hate the church today. See, all these, even these dictators, they all used Christianity to put people in slavery. Even Hitler. They all use a form of bondage. They use Christianity. They use religious. Okay, you look at look at the, the maniacs like the Jim Jones and the David Koresh's. And they had 
King James Bible. Remember I said people knew it was some type of authority in the King James Bible, but they use it they didn't rightly divide it and they use it for their own gain and power because they believed in the authoritative word of the King James Bible but they used it the wrong way you understand what I'm saying and whenever you use God's the wrong way you use it your way the Holy Spirit is not there it's all you it's evil spirits it's other spirits this might be scaring a lot of people. If you not using the word of God the way the word of God is supposed to use and you don't know what dispensation you're in and stuff like that, the Holy Spirit is not in your church. He's not using you. It's some other spirit, baby, but it ain't the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit do not use a person that's teaching false doctrine and lying on him saying he doing this. He doing that. God said this. You are a liar. God's spirit is not moving in no churches. And that's the majority of the churches. God is not even there, man. He can't step in all this sin. Action-wise, all that line. Now, they have a chance to get saved, yes, because of the, because their sins have been dealt with. But God does not walk and he does not participate in filthiness, especially when it comes to his word. Okay, especially when it comes to his word. All right. So, me and my uh, my fiance, we was just going back and forth because she is so happy. Uh, I, I almost got a little <laughs> a little teary because she is so happy about her Bible that's on the way. You know, she is so happy. You would think it was a precious pearl and a diamond because she's got a, this Bible coming. But it's not just any other Bible. It's like a parallel Bible. It's a bilingual Bible. That means it got English on one side and Spanish on the other side. But it's in the version that she wanted, the King James type of format. And that's what makes her happy because she got a Bible. But it's not the King James format. And she's Spanish. Because she grew up on the King James Version like a majority of the people grew up on the King James Bible. See, that's the difference if you grew up on the King James Bible. Now, many millennials today, they if they even know about a Bible, but if the Bible is in their house, nine times out of ten, it's not the King James, it's another version. So that's all they know is that the other version, the most of the other versions, I know I'm going to make somebody mad, a lot of it is just watered down. Or they took a sudden verses out. See, they're putting notes there while I was tucking out or it wasn't really there. They use all kind of ways. And a lot of that because of the confusion and the the, the, uh, the uh, misunderstanding with the Greek and the Latin. Because Greek, a lot of Greek trans meanings go, means different things. It depends. That's why context is very important. The Greek, some Greek meaning is not the same on everything in the Bible. So that's why many people confused about the Greek. If God wanted you to stand in Greek, he would have put all their stuff there. People, come on. Come on. I started off this way because the term Christian, many people besides the church influencing, but many people would not call themselves a Christian if they just read the King James Bible. I really believe that. Many translations, I believe they probably do use Christian. 
a lot of translations use Christian. So this Christian is used loosely. But remember, in the King James Version, the name Christian is only used three times in all 66 books of the Bible. Okay. Antioch, when they was called Christians, when they was transitioning over to the Apostle Paul's ministry. King Agrippa, when he told Paul, what are you trying to convince me to be a Christian? That's number two. And Peter, I think in first or second Peter, where Peter talked about Christian, that's the only three times the word Christian is used in the Bible. And who a Bible is it? The King James Bible. A lot of other translations probably have Christian all kind of areas. Many churches use Christian because they look at Christian as, you know, the whole church, the kingdom church as Christians, the grace church as Christians. They just look at the Bible and anybody, most, a lot of people look at the Bible. All the saints in the Bible was Christians. You could hear, man, I remember back then Christians used to do this. Back then, you know, Christians used to do that. Everybody was a Christian because they're ignorant and don't know the term Christian is not nothing God ordained for us to use. It's not something Paul brought up that's part of the body of Christ. It was a man that's putting down a person, so they just called them Christian Christ followers in Antioch in Acts 11. So the word Christian was used three times. So if you got so many translations in that, they use the term Christian so much. That's why I mean you have so many self-proclaimed Christians. A lot of translations, uh, they so watered down, they had their definition of how to become a Christian. They made Jesus look soft and they made God look soft. Let me tell you something. If you're looking at the King James Bible and you read, and you got to be honest, I don't care what translation you got. And I'm not saying all of them is bad. But look, check this out. If you got the King James Bible translation and you got an NIV or some other NSAB or whatever like that, which one seems like they have more authority when you read it? If you're honest with yourself, if you are a believer, if you grew up on a King James Bible, the, you know, now I'm talking about the newbies today because <clears throat> they don't know nothing about the King James. You know, they 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 was they told the King James wasn't. Uh, accurate, so they really against the King James, so they they cannot get that out of the King James because all they got is another translation that grew up. These millennials and Generation X's all like grew up on different translations besides the King James. But as King James Bible, we know even if we didn't understand it, then the authority and the poetry that's in it seems like the Holy Spirit moves more if you're a believer, if you're honest with yourself through that King James translation. If you are honest, if you are honest, it's almost like when you got another translation, you you speaking on your own authority. And it, let me speak for myself. When I read another translation, and this is the honest God true, and Lord, no, I am honest. When I read another translation, let's say even the living Bible that I read off and on sometimes for paraphrasing reason, for, you know, plain, you know, uh, thought for thought, you know, reasons, you know. I don't get the power when I hear about Jesus. I don't feel that power. He seems more humanistic. I don't get that authority of reading the Living Bible or any other translation like I do when I read the King James Bible. And I know why. I believe why. Because the King James Bible, the Holy Spirit works through that King James Bible. He don't work like that through the other translations. Now, I'm not saying you cannot get saved through other translations. 
because it's only a definition. It's a format to get saved, but I'm talking about the power. The power. Now, this is me now. You know, a lot of believers will, uh, you know, disagree, but this is me. And it probably you, it's probably you and a lot of other ones, too. I know I'm going a long time. I always go a long time because I have so much to say. I get excited. Well, anyway, uh, those two conversations I had with my uh, my fiance and my sister, especially because I'd have a conversation with my, uh, my sister. We were just uh, texting each other about these these people. They're going up in schools and the kids are getting taught to, they getting watered down with uh, twistianity, not Christianity, but twistianity. So the uh, the schools are getting all kind of different definitions of meanings and uh, self interpretations. Many people think they got to do good. You can live any type of way you want. You can do this. You can join this as long as just love everybody and just help people and everything like that, and love Jesus and everything like that. That's what I call self made Christianity, because they think Christian. Being in Christendom is being in the body of Christ. Most of them don't know nothing about the body of Christ. Most of them, the youngsters, never even heard of the body of Christ. Never even heard of the body of Christ. I don't know how many times the body of Christ is used in the Living Bible, a lot of translations, but I know it's in Paul's letters is used quite a bit. Now, the other translations, I don't know, but many people will look at you for, like a foreigner when you mention the body of Christ or say, I'm part of the body of Christ. I'm the new creature. See, they they are very lost on that. And it's sad. Excuse me. It's sad. Because Satan keep it blocked. Satan keeps a hedge over people learning about the teachings of the Apostle Paul, the gospel for today. See, he don't want the church or unbelievers to know about the gospel of salvation for today through the Apostle Paul. That's why I say a lot of churches, they don't teach Paul. They don't go teaching Paul. It's mostly Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, or they teach Old Testament, or they hear James, or they hear Peter. But mainly Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, or Old Testament, because it's a lot of sexiness. What I mean by sexiness? Signs, wonders, miracles, condemnation, God pouring down his wrath. See, I call that sexy to the church. It's, it makes people jump. Then the prosperity message, and how God moved in, in the life of Israel and stuff like that. Then you got the prosperity message. You don't get a a lot of that in Paul's teachings, his 13 letters. So that's what I mean. It's not sexy. It's not exciting. So many churches teach they stay in the four gospels and they stay in the science and wonder era. You see what I'm saying? You see Satan's plan? Sometimes they know Paul has authority. Some people don't even like from what I heard Paul's teaching. They call him a male chauvinist. They call on this. Uh, uh, Les Felder said one lady was saying they, you know, some people think uh, should saying Paul not even shouldn't even be in the Bible. I never, nobody never told me that personally. You have a lot of uh, out of faith. What I mean by out of faith, different groups, some of them are six, like the Muslim, uh, different groups like that. You know, they they don't put too much, uh, too much. What what's the best word to say that? They don't give Paul his props. They don't even use the letters of Paul, especially the Muslims. They don't even, can't stand even hearing his name. So there's a certain persecution against the books of Paul. Why do you think they are, why do you think it is? 
Satan is using that because he don't want nobody to know about the gospel for today. He wants people to stay blinded, thinking they're Israel, thinking they replacement Israel, thinking they, you know, the things that was for Israel is for them today. And that's why the majority majority of churches teach out of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. See, you're not going to hear new age woke churches teaching uh, God's wrath. You're not going to hear them getting hit and reading no King James Version Bible. They got their own translations. They got their own Bibles. They got the gay Bibles, the black Bibles, the messenger Bibles, any type of Bible. They're not going to have no King James Bible up in there. It's some other translations they're not going to have up in there, but it ain't going to be none that's going to condemn them. You better believe that there's not. And if you belong to one of them churches, you know what I'm talking about. You probably never ever heard of that you, because you thought that was the Bible. They told you it was the word of God because all these churches say the same thing. This is the word of God. Now it's the word of their God. Not the God of the Bible, of the word of God of the King James Bible. It's the word of their God. See, I'm talking about these real wicked translations. I, you know, I'm not talking about every other translation that's really trying, but I'm just like the Living Bible and other translations. But the danger in that is it still winds up being somewhat of a thought and thought. I don't care what translation, you still get to the point when it's for studying. Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay, then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Then literally, word for word, is more leaning towards... Even some of the best translations still leans toward a thought for thought pattern more than a word for word. You understand what I'm saying? They take the literal meaning out of it and they give it a thought. So they try to break down the King James and they say this. This is what God is really saying. This is what the Greek said. This is what the Greek said. This is the real meaning of the Greek. You, you see how Satan messes things up and twisted, twisted a lot of things up? So they they almost like disrespect the King James Bible when they try to correct God. This is what God is really saying in this translation. So in other words, God made an error of bringing out the King James Bible. That's basically what you're saying. So God come up with 200 and something or more different translations. So God made a mistake and man corrected it with the Greek and all that stuff. You you look at the uh, you should be thinking wow that makes a lot of sense because why there are so many different translations and everybody is saying this is the word of God something is not right 
I know I say this quite a bit, but I'm trying to help the church. I'm trying to help believers. That's what that's in the body of Christ. Well, I used to be there. I used to be there. See? But something, the spirit within me, it wasn't no something, the Holy Spirit within me would not let me get comfortable with just reading the Living Bible. I never read any other translations besides the King James, but the Living Bible. And then they used to have another Bible called the Book. It's chronologically supposedly be in the right order of the Bible. It's called the Book. What made me live in the Living Bible? Because I I heard about this Bible called the Book. Which, which means the Bible, the book. It's called the book. So when I started reading the book, I felt it was just a good understanding of what the King James was saying. So I, then I found about the Living Bible. The Living Bible came later after this so-called book called the book. Then the Living Bible came and I was reading the Living Bible. But it was always something missing. I felt like I was doing something wrong. I just... Didn't feel right, man, because I grew up on a King James, even though I didn't understand it, you know, through my, you know, through the church and everything. They all had King James Bible. There was no other translation and no Church of God in Christ. That was only the King James. All Baptists, everybody had the King James. That's the only thing. And it was something about the authority of the King James that touched me and made me feel convicted. The other translations never made me feel convicted. And still don't today. Still don't today as a believer. I'm talking about me. I can't rightly divide the living Bible. I can't rightly divide all these other translations, but it's amazing how you can rightly divide the King James Bible. It's amazing. That's why I believe the King James is an inherent word of God. That's what I feel. That's what I believe. So we have an issue with twistianity, not Christianity, twistianity. The word of God is twisted up so much, so bad. You hear people quote uh, NIV in the Living Bible, it sounds foreign if you are if you grew up on a King James. Like I was talking about, like 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 my fiance, my boo. The Lord is my shepherd. You hear, you, you see how the Lord is my shepherd sounded in the Living Bible? And if you knew the King James, it sounds very weird. Now, I'm not saying the lot of the breakdown of the true meaning was not, you know, correct. I'm not saying that. You know, I'm not saying that it's not correct. I believe a lot of it is correct. But it just sounds foreign when you don't get that poetry. I don't feel the power like I do in the King James Bible. I don't feel that authority from uh, the Living Bible or no other translation like I do the King James Bible. That's me. That's me. I feel like I'm learning what God's Word is really saying when I read the King James Bible uh, over any other translation. I feel like I'm learning more. I feel like the Spirit of God is talking to me. I can see the deity of Jesus in the King James Bible. Oh, okay. Kind of knocked myself off track there with my nose. <laughs> I can feel the authority coming out of the King James Bible. 
See, this is not, and I don't ignore that at all. There's something to that, and it's the Spirit of God talking through through me to me through the King James Bible. I, man, I'm 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 not joking. I'm not talking about everybody else. I can't judge nobody else. I'm talking about me. I grow with the King James Bible. When I read the Living Bible, I get somewhat of an understanding and a thought for thought or a paraphrase of the King James Bible word for word. I might not understand everything, but once you start breaking down the words and getting the understanding, the authority of the King James Bible does something to me. Now, I didn't start this topic to talk about the King James Bible. I didn't, but it just led that way because you know the the, uh, the conversation I had with my fiance, and she said, "Yeah, I remember that." She said, "Even my fiance is nineteen years uh, younger than me. She's nineteen years younger than me. I'm not well. I'm nineteen years older than her. I don't know why I went that way backwards, but I'm nineteen years younger uh, than my fiance, and she grew up only knowing and her aunt by her auntie." reading the uh, King James Bible to her. And she's from Colombia, Cali, Colombia. She's Spanish. You you understand what I'm saying? You could talk to your mom if you're older, if you're like my age or a little older, 50s or even in the 40s. You talk to them. Anything younger than that, the young parents today, they, they don't have, they, they, they didn't read the King James. They read some of the translation, probably NIV. Because the NIV is the next uh, most sold Bible after the King James now. It's in, is that wicked NIV. That's the next most sold Bible in the world, and especially United States, the NIV, the New International Version. There's something about that that's eerie about that Bible. You know, I feel convicted. When I read, not the living, but it's something about the NIV and some other translations, I, I, I feel uneasy. And I'm glad I feel like that. I feel very uneasy of reading other translations. I can't, I wouldn't let alone trying to study another translation, man. I just can't do it, man. I got to have my King James Bible there and I look at uh, uh, some word for word thought, you know. Thought for thought, thought for thought, is something like that or whatever like that. But it just, it lines up sometimes, but I just can't, uh, I just rather just use a dictionary or even a King James dictionary or whatever like that, you know. Like I said, I'm not putting down every translation. You have to deal with that yourself. If you like your translations, cool. People still get saved out of different translations. And I'm not saying all translations is evil. But even the most closest translation, you know, to the word of God <clears throat> wind up still going on thought for thought more than word for word. You understand what I'm saying? Because they use too much Greek and Latin and Greek and all that stuff. And they're trying to find a way to tell it to fit us. <clears throat> and we must understand the Bible was not tailored or inspired by the Spirit of God to fit us all the time. We need to be uncomfortable. <laughs> See, it ain't all about America. It ain't all about English and all that stuff, man. We need to we need to come to the point, man. It ain't here to make us feel happy and comfortable, man. See, I'm just being real, man. It's not. The Holy Spirit is not here to make us feel comfortable. 
everything ain't about the English language. See, what I mean by that, you know, we cannot try to come to a point that a thoughtful, uh, 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 a thoughtful thought paraphrasing could break down what the uh, the King James Bible is really meaning or trying to say. It's just too much work trying to find it out. Why would you, we try to work and find out the Greek uh, scholars and the Latin scholars already done that already. They done that already. I don't need to you get no Greek lexicon or nothing like that. I'm just going to trust the King James Bible and accept what the Holy Spirit is showing me. That's my interpreter, the Holy Spirit. I'm trusting that these scholars already done that. They broke down. That's why they was used for. They broke down it already. That's why they came up with the King James. They didn't come up with no NIV. Or no other translation. It was the old English king for a reason. God used King James for a reason. I'm talking about the king, King James, for a reason. He could have went to other countries, but why did he go wind up with King James and went that way with the language? I'm not finna change that. Okay, body of Christ, real talk. This is body of Christ, real talk. These are my outlooks. On things. These are my opinions and these are my suggestions. You know, I'm not saying they are a fact. So I don't want nobody going everything. When you listen to my show, I try to be very clear. This is the way I see things. You know, this is the way when it comes to the word of God, I'm kind of more stronger on that because especially if it's literally saying that, you know, I'm, I'm not. Uh, finna, you know, water that down, not water down, but I'm not finna back, back step on that. I'm gonna stand on that. Now, I don't care who disagree with me, but I'm just finna stand on it. I'm not finna debate you. I'm just gonna stand on it, you know, but I'll let you know what is my opinion and whatever like that, okay? So, I want you all to know that that's listening to me. Back up. If you got a different translation, I'm not talking about burn up your translation or get rid of it. All I'm saying is give King James Bible a chance. Give the King James Bible a chance. Because even on this show, I will read a story out of the Bible, out of the Living Bible, just for people that's young or people that's young in the faith or just the world can understand it. And I'll let you know that up front. Because a lot of people can't get the A lot of people that listen, especially the, what depends what millennium you come from, you don't know nothing about the King James. You just know other translations. You know the English translation of the Bible, so it's more clear to you. And when you start wanting to know more about the Bible, then I'm going to suggest I'm going to teach you out of the King James. That's how I go. That's how I go. Okay? That's how I go. All right. Real talk. I hope you got something out of this real talk. Be careful of where you hear the word of God for. Be careful of what Bible somebody is teaching you about the word of God. They might be sincere, but sometimes they're sincerely wrong as well. Be careful. See, because the majority of the Bibles today that's being used to talk to people about how God is moving it's not the King James. It, most people's not using the King James Bible now. Satan has got a war on the King James Bible. See, if you got a King James Bible, you better hold on to it like it's treasure. And uh, me and my lady was talking about the movie, The Book of Eli, even though that was a fictional movie. 
What Bible do you think he had? What Bible you think Gary Oldman wanted? He didn't want no other translation. He wanted that King James Bible because even his wickedness felt that there was a magic in the King James Bible. He felt it was some power in the King James Bible. He didn't want no other books. He wanted that King James Bible that Denzel Washington had, the one that played, you know, uh, whatever, Eli, whatever. See? That's why he wanted the Bible. He wasn't because of the NIV. It's the King James. The King James Bible still today is being persecuted. So be careful. Be careful. This has been Real Talk. Body of Christ Real Talk. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host. Salvation is today. For my listeners, salvation is today. And yes, I am long-winded. I admit that I am long-winded because I want to say so much. If you could watch a movie over an hour, a, a, a no good dead movie for over an hour, over fictional sex and all that, you should be able to listen to some truths. <laughs> okay? See, it's what your passion is for. It's what you desire. So I can be long-winded, but you're not going to get no any kind of junk talk from me because I or no spin. And I'm not saying I'm right all the time, but I I I, uh, I thrive towards being correct. Okay, even if I make an error, if I'm wrong, I know I might misquote scriptures and everything because I'm talking so fast and everything like that. Same as man, he misquoted that and everything. I apologize, but I won't know if you don't let me know. If you don't say, Joe, I couldn't find that scripture you was looking for. That's the wrong scripture. But go and talk behind me, behind my back, talking about he misquotes scriptures and everything. See, if I'm misquoting the scripture, it's because I'm talking fast or it's just a slip of the tongue. But I won't know it until you guys let me know. If you read your Bible, if you don't read the Bible, you think I'm, I'm right all the time. That's why I don't want it like that. I could be misquoting the scriptures. And I need somebody to say, well, Joe, I couldn't find it or that was the wrong scripture. Let me know, but I won't know if you don't, you don't let me, or if I don't. I listen to a tape and I catch myself sometimes. I say, man, I said that wrong. Oh, I said, oh, that wasn't right. Oh, I said the wrong name. And, and some, you know, I just leave it at that sometimes. But I don't like being like that. But it happens when you're doing things unedited, and I see why people edit things. I understand that, and editing is a good thing. But, you know, if I make a mistake, the majority of the time it's a slip of the tongue or I just forgot what the scripture was and I threw it out there. And what I have to learn to do is just say, well, I don't remember, but I get back with you. But I might throw it out there and then you might find that I'm wrong. But I won't know that unless you let me know that and tell me that. So I'm not here to hide anything. I'm not letting my flesh, you know, get in my way. I want to be taught too. I want to, I want to be trying to do the right thing. You could be filled with the Holy Spirit and still mess up and still misquote scripture. Say, really? Why? Okay. You know the term that I often use? We have a perfect, if you're a believer, you have a perfect Holy Spirit. And I heard this from someone else. Working through an imperfect body. You have the perfect Holy Spirit working through an imperfect body. Okay. Especially today. When the Holy Spirit moved through the prophets then, the Holy Spirit took over them. The Holy Spirit gave them the power and worked through them. So every word came out of their mouth was perfect to the T. 
because the Holy Spirit had control. It talked, it worked through them. Holy Spirit don't move like that today. He just guides us. He just give us a little nudge. You see the difference. That's why you can make an error, even with the Holy Spirit in you. Because he's not going to take over you like he's going to do even going into the new millennium. He's going to cause them to move and walk in his ways. The Holy Spirit is going to be controlling them. And so they don't. That's why First John talks about those that say those that are saved, they will not sin. Now, why, how come they will not sin? Because the Holy Spirit will be within them, controlling them. So they will walk in perfectness. The Holy Spirit don't work in the church today like that. You see the difference, and that's what's messing a lot of people up. See, if the Holy Spirit was working in every church and every pastor like this, look, look and care, listen carefully. Every day you wouldn't have, you would have one church. You wouldn't have a lot of church buildings because everybody would be in one accord. That ought to tell you right now. The Holy Spirit ain't working in everybody. He's not controlling everybody because he ain't controlling you because everybody got different messages about what a certain verse says. If the Holy Spirit was moving in power to every pastor today, every pastor would be on one accord because the God is not the God of confusion. And that's point blank. Point blank. That should tell you that everybody is not the Holy Spirit is not moving on everybody like he did in the past and how he's going to do in the future. You under, It depends on the dispensation. So what you're doing, you're looking for the Holy Spirit to move the same way he did through the prophets. He don't. Or through early acts or how he done through Paul a lot of times. Even with Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, still was sinned. Still sinned. Paul, even with the Holy Spirit, still made some mistakes. But when the power came on him, when he was filled, that's why the Bible uses that sometimes, filled with the Holy Spirit, that's when Peter spoke that way. Filled with the Holy Spirit, that's when Stephen done this, when the Holy Spirit was controlling them and filled with them. You understand what I'm saying? They wasn't filled all the time. When they was filled, they walked in the flow. Perfect. But when they wasn't, they went on a lot of times on their own thoughts and the flesh and what the Holy Spirit was nudging them to say. You see what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? I hope you understand that as a believer. See, back then with the prophets, they didn't have the fulfilled word of God. They didn't have no Bible. So God had to use them mightily with the fullness of the Holy Spirit. They didn't have no Bible or nothing to read to tell them what to do or how to go. God had to miraculously work through them with the Holy Spirit. He do not need to do that today. Why? Because we got the fulfilled word of God that tells us what we need to do, how we should walk. You, you understand what I'm saying? So that's the difference. That's the difference. The Bible was not fulfilled when Peter now was out there. The Bible was not fulfilled when Paul now, he was writing as he was doing it. They was doing certain things. So God used them in a mighty way, filled with the Holy Spirit, which he don't have to do that with us today. We are sealed with the Holy Spirit, but his power, he don't need to use that certain power in us today. He can guide us through his spirit. So a lot of things a lot of these churches are doing now, it's the flesh. It's not the Holy Spirit. 
okay? It's not the flesh. See, we when they prophesy, they prophesy with the power of God moving through them. Most of the time, they didn't even know what they were saying because the Holy Spirit was moving through them. When they spoke in those different languages, the Holy Spirit gave them the utterance. The Holy Spirit told them to prophesy. The Holy Spirit gave them the word of knowledge because they didn't have no Bible to tell them where to go, how to do, what to do with this. When the Bible was fulfilled, that's why the miraculous and all that stuff in tongues and word of knowledge ceased. It ceased. It was not needed. It ceased meaning it stopped. We don't need it anymore because we have to fulfill the word of God that's literally in his book telling us what to do. So therefore, when we line up with what the word of God says, the Holy Spirit is moving through us that way. It's already telling us what it's want us to do. We don't need the miraculous thing. That's why a new prophecy and all these new prophecy guys, they're not a they're not a word from God. God is not doing a new thing. He's not giving no new message. He's got no new order for America. None of that. Whatever in God's word, that's what you get. Real talk. Real talk. Love y'all. Salvation is today. First Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. This Bible is no joke. The Word of God is no joke. The Word of God is no joke. I love you all. Salvation is today. Believing in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Once you believe that and you receive it genuinely, you will be saved and reconciled back to God. And all the other blessings and privileges spiritually comes to you, most of it in the future. God bless you all. Love you all. Peace out. Body of Christ. Real talk. Leave a comment if you want to know more about the Bible. Leave a comment if you want to know about you guys saved. You don't want to talk about it or pray about it. Just leave a comment. God bless you all. Love you all. Peace out. Bye-bye. Left out, baby. You do not have to be saved first to be forgiven. You have already been forgiven. Now you are saved. Carta Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay. Then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today.